Welcome back to the Cuddy and Gavi show. That's one word, Cuddy and Gavi. We're on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Apple. I want to give a shout out and thanks to Matt Lunsford and Dr. Karen Corcoran, who were our guests the last two shows. Last week was Matt, and the week before was Karen. Matt talked about his um, journey in life going from a heroin addict to a um, owner of rehab centers, and it was an unbelievable story. And Dr. Karen Corcoran thrilled us with um, wellness at work and all the problems with people coming back to work five days a week and the PTSD and all the problems that they're having. Anyway, I want to give a shout out and thank them very much for doing the show. Our, our Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok and Apple are blowing up with the reels that we're on um, with those two guys. Well, this week we were going to start with Aaron Rodgers, but before we get to Aaron Rodgers, the football player, we're, we want to talk about this uh, this fugitive from our hometown. Actually, that prison is, I don't know, two, three miles from my <laughs> personal home uh, out, out there in Philadelphia. And it's it's just a crazy story. I, I mean, they, they had 500... Uh, military and police people looking for this guy for two weeks. It's a- and they finally decided to use uh, thermal like uh, surveillance uh, for him. And uh, that's when they caught him then with the dogs today. But two weeks. And then it's like, I don't know, Governor uh, Shapiro, it's like to take a victory lap. It kind of seems a little crazy, but... Uh, I mean, they could have gotten Dog the Bounty Hunter or Rambo or somebody out there. It's but Navy it, SEALs. They but could it's have, the second time. It's the second time from the same prison that there was escape. Remember the last couple yeah, of shows yeah, ago yeah. you had a person? It's like, I mean, you know, if you live near this prison now, you you know, you got to be a little a little nervous. Yeah, sure. It's just crazy. I mean, you know, they're taking a victory lap. I watched it before I came over to the podcast uh, studio to um, address. Last week we had 94,000 listeners. I haven't checked this week. We're just so huge. It's just, you know, I'm sure with Matt and Dr. Karen, we're, we're well over a hundred, but you know, anyway, they're taking a victory lap on TV, Governor Shapiro. And I'm like sitting there and saying, wait a second, they probably spent about $30 million looking for this one guy from Brazil who, who should have never gotten into this country, right? He's an illegal uh, immigrant. And, And his sister and his sister, and he got help. So it's like the craziest thing is, you know, uh, he got help on the outside. Uh, you know, they're all wondering how long can he live like that? This is a guy that's used to living in the jungle. As a friend of mine told me up there, he's in uh, mushroom country by Kennett Square. There's tons of gardens out there. So he's there's tomato. There's plenty of food. He didn't have to worry right. about food. Matter of fact, if he wanted a car, he took a car. If he wanted a Clothes, he took an Eagles thing. If you notice, he right. wore yeah, an yeah, Eagles yeah. thing. He wanted a gun, he took a gun. I mean, stole a car. He stole a car. This guy is like a pro at hide and seek. I mean, he was like, uh, and I, I don't understand how they can get up there and proudly talk about. Oh, look, I understand he's a threat. It was they had to take him out and, and get him. But two weeks, five hundred people, twenty twenty million dollars, and they're and they're up there talking about what a great job they did. It. You know what happens if you're up against Kim Jong 
Jong or Chairman X or Putin. This is a guy that lived in a cave in Brazil, okay? And they needed 500 guys to uh, find I'll him. I'll take this one because I I, I kind of like <laughs> I kind of I like uh, Shapiro. I think he could be good. As a matter of fact, I told you, I think he could be a dark horse if he wanted to run for president because of they Democrats have nobody. Especially, he could actually come in there and. And maybe win. But you know what? If he's taking a victory lap over taking this guy, this fugitive from Brazil who's five feet tall, uh, 120 pounds, how's he going to do against uh, Kim Jong-un? Yeah, or Putin. Or, or Putin. Jin. I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, like a victory lap. I mean, that's embarrassing. And then at the end of the uh, news conference, did you see like the five guys, like they killed Osama bin Laden, you know, took a photograph holding this guy, the fugitive, these five guys in military gear, like are standing behind him, smiling, holding the rifle. The guy stole and took a, pic a picture. And I'm like, really, this is a guy that climbed the wall in a, in a like a County jail. Two weeks. Two weeks he's on the loose. But anyway, anyway, at least they got him. At least they got yeah, him. They got Until him. Until the next one. Right. Till the next one. So anyway, let's get on to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, one of the great quarterback, a future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. 38 years old. And um, here we go. He's uh, he's um, starting his, his first game as a New York Jets um, guy. And boom. What happens, Galvi? Well... You know, to be a Jets fan, no one really can appreciate what it's like to be a Jets fan. I mean, not only was Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks and with the New York Jets, so they did the whole the whole show on HBO. He has a girlfriend who uh, is a model who is the daughter of the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. And he's just taken to the whole- How old is she? She's in her 20s. Uh, like I Aaron would say 26, Rogers, okay. 27. Aaron Rodgers is 39. Maybe she's 25. And he's taken to the whole New York lifestyle. He's like went out there on the flag. And I kind of told my friends, you know, to be a Jets fan, I gave him week three, he would go down. Never thinking like, you know, four plays he's done. So why why do you think in week three he would have went down? Because he's 39 years old. Yeah, it's, but Tom Brady played till 45. He did, but you know what? I think where times have changed a little bit is um, – you know, they used to do an exhibition season. They used to play let me, one game. Let me ask you, is that AstroTurf for real grass? I mean, that he, like, I think AstroTurf. it's AstroTurf. Yes. Every other stadium yeah. is, like, uh, is real grass. And they were complaining about that. They were saying that they should have real grass at this stadium because all it is is a football stadium for the two teams. But the reason why they don't is because the Giants and Jets both play there, where if the Eagles and other teams, like, you know, they're, they're all grass fields now. They think that had something to do with it. I think it has that he doesn't play any preseason games. You go out cold. There's not even one, one, one snap. And the next thing you know, you know, and if you saw it, it popped up like a band that just thing. You got to see his Achilles blow up in his calf. It was it was. Kind so of you so they paid him 70 million dollars guaranteed for a two year contract. Right. Right. So he gets 70 million bucks. It doesn't matter. He gets 70 million dollars. And I don't think he's coming back. So you don't think he recovers from this? I think he would have recovered if he's 28, 29. At 38 years, 39 years old, he'll be 40. Um, he's definitely going to lose a step. Yeah, when you're an NFL quarterback, a split second is your career. And, I mean, the difference and, between great. And you got guaranteed money. So it's not like they can cut him. The next thing he could say is, you know, injury. He's getting it anyway. So why, why, why come back? 
Well, I mean, he had to be wealthy before this. I mean, he's had what a 15, 16 year career in the NFL. Do you do you want to play against these guys that are coming at you, six foot five, looking to kill you? Yeah, he's. I mean, the guy's thirty. He's Twenty two years old. Yeah, coming I mean, out what's, of college, what's he, 23. he has a Super Bowl. What's he uh, proving? They had a uh, they had a mic on one of these rookie quarterbacks this past uh, weekend. Uh, it might have been uh, C.J. Uh, Stroud. Uh, and all of a sudden, a linebacker came in at him, and they took. He looked up, <laughs> and you heard him on a live mic. Holy like, shit! Yeah, he was guy. like, oh, "Yeah, did you hear him? He said that." Uh, yeah. He was like, "Oh my god!" Like uh, you know, like he's saying it. So like I could see Aaron Rodgers just saying, "You know, I, it's a young man's game." Right. Will the girlfriend stay with him now that he's not a, a superstar quarterback? I mean, yeah, yeah. So let's stay on New York. The Giants had a tough game. I mean, you know, that's our division: Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys. Close game, close game. Cowboys only beat them forty to zero. Shout out to my son Charlie, who's a Giants fan. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's funny. You know, if you're if you're just a New Yorker. And, you know, I relish this because it gives me great satisfaction. Not Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. What gives me satisfaction is the New York Mets who spent all this money on their free agency before the season started. The Mets and Yankees were thinking, could it be a Subway series? And in July, both teams basically said to their fan base, it's football season. We're getting rid of, we're going to tank this year, getting rid of our players. Like, let's prepare for the Jets and the Giants because there was all the hype. You know, Giants made the playoffs last year. Jets were thinking Super Bowl. And now after week one, I guess it's New York Knicks and uh, and the New York Rangers because football season is over in New York after week one. You don't think the Giants have a decent team? They stink. They stink. How about the – well – the backup on the Jets is pretty good. I mean, he, he, he is. Won, he has no pressure. Came, came, they won the game. They won. My prediction here, my prediction, they will get killed by the Dallas Cowboys this week, the New York Jets. But after that week, this quarterback, Zach Wilson, takes the New York Jets to the playoffs. Wow. I think the New York Jets go to the playoffs. That would be unbelievable. And it's going to be the story that the he's, story. it's going to be a great story. Look, he was the number two pick in the draft. Right. So the guy, he has a couple years under his belt and everybody's talking to Aaron Rodgers. And when you, you don't see what you have behind, this guy's better than like some backup quarterback. He's going to be their quarterback for the future and he's going to take them to the playoffs. But he, after he gets killed by Dallas this week, because it's still new to the system. Yeah, just Dallas, yeah, that's and he didn't have a chance to really practice, you know, right. he was, the number two, he wasn't taking any snaps. Now, the Eagles have to, Eagles had a good week. I mean, they have to, you don't think. We need linebackers. Yeah. We have no linebackers, so we got to get that down. But look, the Eagles have a really tough schedule, but they're, they're going to be there. They're going to be a contender. Them, Dallas, and San Francisco, there's the three. And the reason why you have to have the best schedule, because Dallas will, will Dallas or San Francisco play or Philadelphia. One of those two are going to eliminate each other for, right. for the thing. So right. you don't want to be in that Tough early game. Right, right. And then, of course, we have the story about Deion Sanders. I mean, Deion Sanders is a great football player now as coach. Right. Uh, Deion Sanders, uh, you know, he uh, he becomes a uh, coach at Jackson State, which is a uh, D2 school, uh, all black. Uh, what does D2 mean? 
Uh, like for, Division Two, okay, you know, division it's not two. in the major, it's not in the major leagues, and he's for uh, like uh, he's and he's in a all black college that plays in their conference, like Grambling, them, uh, you know, uh, Texas, uh, you know, Florida A and I, like schools like that, and uh, he took them to winning like uh, every game and, and won the championship, the D two championship, so Colorado gave him a, a job, and when he took over the job. He told the new the players that were already there, we're going to do it my way. And his way is, you know, uh, going to be scrappy. And if you get into a scrap and you do something, then you fight. <laughs> he would rather you get into a fight and the whole team fights, but we stick together. A lot of people didn't like it. So 87 players left and he brought 87 new people in. Can you imagine? How do they even recruit 87 players? You have a portal system. And uh, when he, after he won game one, he gave a shout out to the hood. So that way it's a little message saying to like, say in Miami, right. you don't have to go to Florida or Florida State or Miami. Come out to Colorado. You, I have you. I'll take care of you. But come out to Colorado. And uh, his son is a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's doing great. He's the story. His son, right, his his son, son. plays for Colorado. And his other son's close friend is a two-way player, just like Dion. Plays offense and defense. He's a superstar in both. He could be drafted in both positions, and uh, he'll have to choose for the NFL which one he's going to right. play. And uh, But it's a gr another great— This is this is just a great, great college story. And then, of course, we have— um, Nebraska. I mean, they, that's who lost to. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the guy uh, put Deion Sanders down, the coach, right? Because he didn't. He thought he abused the portal system. So for me, because I don't really know the history of Deion Sanders, how did he become a coach? I mean, he was great. He is. He's an all. He's a he, Hall he, of Famer. He's right? a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Already in the Hall of Fame. He's already, he's already in, in the Hall. He's already. But in, how, don't you normally have to be an assistant coach? Yes. And, here, and here's what's so great about his story. He started at the bottom, meaning he started like peewee football. He was a coach of his kids, like wow, like like ten year olds. Like he didn't just walk out and say, "I'm Deion Sanders, Deion give Sanders. me a job." He started with ten year olds, then he went up, then he helped out at the high school level. I mean, he paid his dues. I mean, this guy was involved with his son, knew how good his son was. And then said, you know what? I'll go to Jackson State so my kid could come to Jackson State and be the star quarterback there. And he did so well. He took him to Colorado. And the rules in college, you would, do they have to sit a year when they Not sort? anymore. So uh -oh. now they're like free agents. Oh. So just because you say you're a player and you sign with Florida State, hey, you can like. That's crazy. Yeah. So you're, 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 your team is constantly going. So if that coach leaves. You're allowed to leave now, rather than before. The coach could leave, go to the pros and say, "See you later." And you know the players. Right. Have to go. So now, no, now you have to make sure if you have two quarterbacks on your team and you're not nice to the backup quarterback, leave. he can say, "I'm out of here. I don't want to be a backup." And now you don't have them. Well, it's really exciting. The football's back. You know, when we're not in football season. And it just seems forever between football and football. And now the football's back, you know, it's exciting. You know, you have college back, you have the NFL back. And, you know, I guess we had soccer, we have a little now baseball you and, you know, but it's not like football. Everybody loves football. I'm curious to see how Bud Light does because they are the NFL corporate sponsor of the NFL is Bud Light. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a report on Bud Light? Well, it's been uh, it's been one week. 
Yeah. So I would like to see, like, give it after this week in a Thursday night's game, and you're going to see that it's. I'm no, telling we're going to get we're going to get a report on where Bud Light is because <laughs> if it's not if it doesn't come back during this, if they don't make it during football season, they're done. Right, I agree. I think maybe Joe Biden should start drinking Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> if Joe Biden starts drinking Bud Light, so let's talk about Joe Biden. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, he was at his G20 conference. And it was remarkable. He even said, I need to go to bed right now. In the middle of his speech, his, his press secretary interrupted him because he was rambling. And now, I think it's 69 or 70% of Democrats say he's too old to run. Well, I think what Democrats are, are looking at, and it's kind of frustrating, is when he sits up there and says, I was told, my, my boss told me, that I have to choose these five people to call on. And he's looking down and he already knows the questions and he already has the answers. Right. So that's not really how it's supposed to be. I mean, our country has to get to a point that we can all call it out and say, listen, I want someone to ask a question off the cuff. I want to see how he does on his feet that he's not prepared, that he's not sitting there reading the answer to a question he already knows. And if you, and if he doesn't like your question, you're not being chosen. So it's, it's a handpicked thing. It's not, he's trying to make like, like he took these off the cuff. And I think that's where he. But do you really think it matters? Like right now, gas is going up. The inflate, the inflation numbers today were terrible. Inflation's going back up because gas is part of everything. Now, Joe Biden, and they're trying to defend it today, this $6 billion Iranian deal to let five or six prisoners out. And now Saudi Arabia is pissed and gas is going to go higher. They're going to cut the gas back even more. Right. So Saudi Arabia is pissed. So all they're going to do, it's going to cost the Americans more money at the pump. Uh, besides Saudi Arabia being uh, upset, we are now in a situation where you have Kim Jong-un uh, shaking hands with Putin. You have Iran getting $6 billion. Saudi Arabia is mad at us. But they're saying the $6 billion, they can control where Iran's spending the money. But they can't because uh, where they can do whatever they want with the money, even the uh, Alatollah said that they can do whatever they want. So it's like he's sitting there saying they can do whatever they want. If they say, okay, it has to be for a humanitarian uh, right. things. All right. So he says, great, I'll do it for uh, hospitals and stuff in there. Meanwhile, the $6 billion that they would have put into their own hospitals, they, they get will- to spend on- Milit to destroy Israel, yeah, to, to destroy, destroy Israel, Israel, to destroy Saudi Arabia, to do whatever. The so what do you think? What do you think Biden's thinking in this one? Why? You know, I watched that John Kirby, you know, the press secretary for the Pentagon. And he said, well, we're getting five Americans home. Well, excuse me, Americans, don't go to Iran. Not a great idea. I mean, if you're over there, you're taking a chance, isn't it? Isn't it like, don't they tell you if you go to one of these countries and you get caught, you know? But let's, let's even look at the prisoners, for instance. Our five that we have that are Iranian were tried in our courts, found guilty. They are real, like, assassins. Right. Bad guys. Th they have... Five Americans, uh, uh, Iranian Americans, and I stress that because they were living in Iran. 
I mean, they were living in Iran, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, you know what? We can raise some money. Uh, they, matter of fact, inflation went up. So it's like, what, a billion, uh, a billion and a quarter each or something. Right. And uh, so they take five. They'll take another. They'll take another five, another ten. I mean, they just, I watched. Um, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I watched, um, you know, some stuff on Fox, and, uh, you know, they essentially said, you know, this is the blueprint now. It's a billion American. Every time they want to get another hostage, it's a billion bucks. So it's really a, a, a sad thing. But where are we going with this Joe Biden? I, I, he has a difficult time giving. Public- you think he made any money on this $6 billion? Is Hunter, no, yeah, is Hunter the negotiator? Oh, yeah, Hunter gets a piece I of mean, the deal. I mean, like, seriously, he had to come up with a way and say to himself, there's $6 billion. Isn't there? <laughs> isn't there a little joke? Juice to wet his beak on something right. like throw me four or five million. Right. No right. one would even know a million a person. I mean, but where are we going? I, a vote for Joe is a vote for Kamala. He has another year and a half in this term and he's looking for four more. And now it looks like the Washington Post and some of the Democrats are rolling over on him. This this John um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is on Fox. CNN won't put him on CNN anymore. He's right. on Fox News all the time. Right. Because he's blackballed from CNN. Yeah. Why? So because I guess they don't want... He would win. Uh, You know what? I say the craziest thing is I say that there will be no debate if it's Trump or a Republican. Joe Biden will not debate the Republican candidate. There will be no debate for this. uh, I agree with you. He's not. How can he debate? They have nothing to gain. He can't talk right now, so he can't. Well, first of all, it's an hour and a half on his feet. He right. can't possibly do that. Well, what do you think about this? Nine eleven. He 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 didn't show up at the Pentagon. He's the first American president since nine eleven. Bizarre. It's it's like in now that- whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. If you're a Democrat, look at me. I mean, why wouldn't the man? We lost all these people in nine eleven. Now, I understand he's at the G20, but he is the president of the United States. He can cut it. He can cut well, it short. He went to Vietnam. The, he could have cut Vietnam yeah, a day short. Uh, G20 wasn't in Vietnam. Right. He could have cut Vietnam a day short, and he could have respected all the people that died at 9-11 right. and come back. He and he didn't have to short. go to New York. He could have just gone to Washington, D.C., the Washington, Pentagon. Could have just Pentagon. Gone. He could have been in Schwanksville. Right. I mean, he's, he's flying on Air Force One. There's right. a bed there. There's food there. There's chefs there. I mean, it's not like you and I travel no, on the back of the sleep. bus. That's yeah. right. It's great. It's it's bizarre. And then and then to hear the uh, the White House press secretary say, well, after Pearl Harbor, you didn't see presidents going it's, there. That's for, just it's the like most it's, an emba- it's an embarrassment to this country. The lack of respect. He still hasn't been to East Palestine. You know, the, the way he we're like second class citizens, Americans to him. It's everything is for overseas people. I mean, you remember these things in your life when uh, um, uh, John Kennedy got shot. Do you remember where you were or what you were doing? I remember when those towers came down. I wasn't born for uh, John Kennedy. I was like a newbie. Yeah, me too. But I, I was still, I was born in 57. So, um, 9-11, I, I remember exactly. What yeah. Happened. I remember George Bush standing on the rubble with the bullhorn screaming, 
you know, um, where the people said they couldn't hear him. And he said, well, the rest of the world's going to hear us now. And he, you know, he was ready for a fight. He was pissed off. I, uh, I was- and, the, and, and I don't think that's right of Joe Biden. I, you know, it's not a Democrat Republican thing. It's an American thing. It is. I, I remember I was driving to, uh, to work and I was listening to Howard Stern. And Howard Stern said, a plane went into the World Trade Tower. I'm sure it's just a little prop plane. And then all of a sudden they said, no, it wasn't a prop plane. And I just got in. I turned on the television set and you see this smoke. And then like uh, you see that, you know, the second one went. And I was actually a person that I was working with. His father built was one of the workers that built the World Trade Towers. And he said, and I said, could this thing collapse? And he said, impossible. This thing is built like it can never cut. And then all of a sudden I remember we're looking at his face when it like crumbled, but it's. Um, so staying on New York, we have now the mayor of New York, um, Mayor Adams, who is saying New York is going broke because of these 110,000 immigrants that have been bussed there either through Texas or through the federal government. Now, Texas has taken 7 million immigrants. Right. So New York City now is saying they're going to have to cut back services 10 and 15%. They're going to have to raise taxes because these 110,000 immigrants are just ruining everything in New York. And now... All these people that wanted the sanctuary cities where their kids can't go on ball fields because the, there's cots and tents on the ball fields and the gymnasiums are closed. Now they're starting to rebel. They're like, okay, it was okay, but now that it's in my backyard, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, and, and the fact that's kind of funny is he thinks that Governor Abbott of Texas, he thinks he's evil for sending these people to him, even though... The United States and Biden's administration sent more people to New York than Governor Abbott has through the middle of the night and all the other things by moving them around. And now uh, Adams wants to send these people around the country. So he's he's complaining about Governor Abbott sending them places, and now he wants to send them. The only difference is they were the sanctuary cities. They were like, come on, we'll feed you. You, you know, it's like it's common sense. When someone says to you, and this is the, the the bottom line. If someone says, come to the United States illegally, come across the border, we will feed you, we will clothe you, and you can be here for seven years. The, your court case will not take place for seven years. And even if you lose, since you've been here for seven years, there's a really good chance, like 90% chance, you can stay because you've had a good record for seven years. You'll have a job probably because they're going to try to give them jobs. And it's so they're in a position right now of you can't just keep asking for money. You got to stay. You, you got to do something to stop them from coming in because well, they're bringing in drugs. They're, you know, well, they're being unvetted. You have no idea who these people are. I think 146 of them were on the terror watch list. It, it took seven terrorists to take down the two World Trade Towers. We're catching terrorists now. And by the way, they're coming in through the through the border. So why can't they take down something? And, and you know what? We just watched this uh, uh, fugitive. We spent, what, $20 million on this fugitive? Chasing this guy for two weeks. All right, so what happens if all of a sudden the governor of uh, Pennsylvania says that $20 million was going to go to the public library or to swimming pools in Philadelphia that we might not be able to open them up in the summertime? The money has to come from somewhere. 
So now we're spending money besides on the illegal. So why do you think the federal government is not giving Mayor Adams money? Why isn't the federal government? They created the problem. They're letting the immigrants. Because if you give him, you have to get. You have to give everybody. No, no, it goes by. If you can give uh, money to think, divide it by 110,000 people. Yeah. Now go and take that same number and multiply it by 7 million in Texas. And we don't have the money. Or maybe you just start out with a with a number. Normally, a million immigrants come in. Now it's six million. So there's a five million difference. That's what we're paying for the extra five million. I don't know. They have to. Why don't they you give them? Su- a, why don't you give them a choice and you say, no money to Ukraine because we got to keep the money here, or you can stop the southern border, like fix it, put a wall up, stop that from coming in. And then we have the money that we're spending on illegal immigrants and we can take it to Ukraine. But you can't do both. You can't do both. It's unfair to make a taxpayer that's going to go out to work. You're going to like take 40%, 30% of his of his salary. Warren, if you live in New York City, New York uh, State tax, you're, you're, you're taking, taking four, you're taking half his salary. Yeah. Now I have the half the salary. You're saying that you're going to take that money and you're going to now give it to illegal immigrants, give it to Ukraine, but he's not going to get to see his police, his crimes going up. He, he's looking at all the things are being cut because all uh, Adams is saying is I got to cut this. I got to cut this. And this guy said, you're taking half my salary. Why should it be cut? Well, I think everybody's going to move out in New York City. They're going to come down to beautiful Florida and they're going to move. I think everybody's leaving New York City. I mean, if you look at the tax revenue and everything, they're losing so many people to, to all these different- So are we going to have to lie and say that it hasn't been like fantastic weather for the last two and a half weeks? I haven't seen a it's cloud. Hot, it's hot, Gabby. Oh, it's, it's not. It's 89 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It's humidity. It's We're great. like right here at the ocean. It's I don't hot. want anybody coming, but it's that's how nice it no, is. No, I have a car without air conditioning. It's been very hot. <laughs> I've been driving without air conditioning. Anyway, uh, well, you know, we do have Nancy Pelosi who says she's coming back. What is she, 86 now or 84? She's coming back. She's going to run again. But did you hear why she's running? Because her husband needs more money and she needs power and control. It's, It's power and control. But she said that she has the ability to raise more money that she could then take that money and give it to the other Democrats that are help them in their races that they're running. And she's going to try to help the crime of San Francisco, even though she was there and San Francisco turned into a shithole under her watch. And I also think that it's unbelievable that we have this uh, law that you can't do insider trading, but it's okay for Congress to have insider trading. The reason why she's running is because Paul E.P. is making a fortune trading stocks. And why should she give it up? She's not doing it for, she's doing it to make money in the Pelosi Foundation. But I mean, think about it. They live in California. Do they commute back to California every week? Is that how? She does, privately. Oh, she flies on a private plane. Yeah. But even even on a private plane, it's still five hour plus three hour time difference. You're 84 years old. You're doing that. But they get every- those breaks. You got to remember they were off a month and a half in that's the summertime. True, They're off true. a month here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then you don't come back two weeks. You stay in uh, there. But now you're going to have Joe Biden, who's 82. You're going to have Fetterman, who's, you know, lost his brains. You're going to have Dianne Feinstein, who she's probably going to run for re-election. Pelosi's now, you know. Mitch McConnell, who is- Mitch McConnell. He just stares at you. 
blinks. And he looks like he's shrinking in front of you. He he is. Lo- he's losing weight. Looks he's like touche turtle. Right. Yeah. He. I mean, how how are we going to get out all these problems with all these old people that are doing it? I mean, you know, we're almost ready to retire from being podcast superstars. Yeah. You know. Well, we're- Mitt Romney today decided that he's not running. Today. Did he? Yeah, he came out today and said he is not going to run for re-election. He's going to let the younger people take Oh, that's over. interesting. Then he, then he gave a little, you know, then he bashed Biden and Trump on his way out the door. Both of them. But he can't, he's probably, what, 75? Yeah, he's uh, he's up there. So what's he going to do? Go back into private equity? He's going to go back to Bain Capital? Just sort of just, how about just relax and take it easy? And I don't enjoy think things. that guy's cut from that. But, uh. But yeah, right now, and by the way, in California, you have this, uh, you know, this elite, she's uh, like, I think a congressperson. She was the one that Governor Newsom promised, promised her that she will be the senator if Dianne Feinstein can't make it to the end of her term, which is, I believe, in 2025. And he reneged on that deal. And he basically said that he's going to let it play out and uh, he's not going to back her. And now it looks like Adam Schiff and Pelosi is going to get their way, which is kind of bullshit because the guy said that he was going to have uh, Lee, who would be the first black. uh, No, she would be a black woman senator after Kamala Harris, you know. Right. And. It'll be interesting to see what happens because I don't think Diane Feinstein, as long as, you know, her heart is beating, even if her brain isn't working, is not quitting. But it's so unfair. I mean, how can she go for another year and a half? Why can't she? I mean, why can't she? I mean, you know, essentially they want they want her vote and they're going to tell what her. What happens if she can't talk? What happens if she gets to the point where she ends up with like, you know, dementia that she'll have or Louis but body But how will dementia? you ever know? You'll never know. Well, you know when she can't talk. You physically, you, but your body shuts down. My dad, you know, passed away at the very end. Like he couldn't talk. Right. So she has to verbally be able to speak the word I. But you going to have John Fetterman speak for her? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see him this week, you know, where he was talking about, you know, now the impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden. Fetterman gave, you know, a little little humorous, you know, joke about it. I mean, And he's wearing the other governor's face. I notice you're wearing a Jesse Waters primetime shirt. Are you are you uh, auditioning I'm, for Jesse Waters? No, but I'm a fan there? of his. You know what? If, if you ask me what... Anchor person I can relate to. Out of all, you know, like there's, they're all. Well, like you and him have the same kind of hair. Uh, a lot yeah, of hair. He has that hair. Yeah, he, is he, that he, really his hair? You think? Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, you have your Hannity's and your others people, but I kind of like get this guy's humor. He has humor. I, I, you know, he's a Philly guy. He's a Philly guy, and I, uh, I, I think he's, I think he's uh, spot on on a lot of the things he says. You know, and I do watch the Five once in a while, and I and like his show. And, and, sh- and sometimes he says things. I say to myself, this guy's getting canceled. You can't say that. And he says sometimes he crosses the line. But he's so well liked because you know what? He's relatable because he does say the things that are normal. I mean, we are living in a time where it's like crazy. I mean, you have states that are telling your kids that they're more in charge of your child than you are as a parent. I mean, it's like some of the stuff is bizarre. Did you listen to Senator Kennedy uh, from Louisiana? Read, yeah. Read some, did, it's almost embarrassing. It's him embarrassing, read, <laughs> those books. So tell 
Tower 94,000 plus, probably over 100. We read this book. It was unbelievable. It's like this. So explain to our audience what he was reading, why he was reading. He was reading books that can be in the school library for elementary kids, like, like, you know, 10 years old, 12 years old. And it's a book that they think that's okay to read. And it's about, uh, you know, it could be about guys that are gay and how a guy's going to put lube on and go inside and suck each other uh, off. And this is 12 year olds, 12 year olds. And then uh, watch them read it. I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm like, I can't even say it right now, but if you would go and see what he said, word for word, I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, people, my mom would be like, I can't even say the, you know, just cause. Well, that brings me to this thing that I pulled out of the New York post, my source of information because of this Senator Kennedy, They have this article, it's hard to believe, you know, it's like sex, 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 that, and we talked about it on a prior show, but now it's in writing. 49% of people in relationships when they're having intercourse with their significant other, spouse or whatever, they're dreaming of somebody else. They're not focused on, you know, their their, um, partner, they're dreaming of somebody else, but this statistic, which I highlighted, I find it. How old? Are, how old are some of the people in this? Uh, this book? is this is a study. They studied two thousand sexually active adults of all ages. Because if you're in your seventies or eighties, you could be dreaming. You could really be dreaming. No, I think this is people in you know committed relationships. Forty nine percent when they're having sex or are thinking about having sex with whatever a porn star or, you know, their next door neighbor or somebody, but this is an incredible number. I find it hard to believe. I'm going to read right from the the thing. A measly 18% of respondents, mostly men said they were always having an orgasm. Only 18% of men say during intercourse, they have an orgasm. Only 15% of women say they have an orgasm. They climax and have an orgasm during sex. Jeez, a lot of, I guess in my lifetime, these girls have been, they've been faking. But what about men? 18%. 18%. I I would think that that would be like 95%. Right? 18, yeah. Have they ever heard of premature ejaculation? I mean, that means you climax. But but 90, it should be 95%. And as far as women, I can understand because, you know, after, if they don't, they don't. Right. What was that movie with Sally or something where she she was, yeah. yeah, she faked the orgasm. Well, if women are only 15% are only having. I can see that sometimes for women, but men, I, you know. Right. And 85% aren't having orgasms now. Only 18%. That just seems like a, a crazy low number. Well, you want to know something? 2,000 people isn't that many. It depends where they're even. Who are they asking? I think, no, they asked 2,000 people across the country. And it was <laughs> actually the, the survey was funded by a sex toy in the, the sex toy industry. Because they're saying, you know, right now they're saying, believe it or not, 46% of all people during some sort of sexual contact are using sex toys. You know, you know, I, uh, years ago, I don't even know where a sex toy store is. What do you buy it online? Listen to this. Uh, Years ago, I have a client that I'm, uh, was a little friendly with and, uh, won't mention his name, but he has a company called Doc Johnson's. 
And they're the largest sex toy manufacturer out there. And I, oh, I remember you went to the conventions, right? Yeah, but I, I only knew this because when he bought some from me, I got this uh, thing and I saw what he, it came on like stationery that said Doc Johnson's. And I asked him if he was in like the uh, porn industry and he told me what he does. And uh, I flew out to his factory. It was in like uh, Van Nuys, California. And there were... 1,200, 1,300 workers making dildos. And I looked at this, and it was unbelievable. They were taking molds of, of women's privates. It's like a real business. Uh, unbelievable. Like, right. I was looking at all these different sizes. I saw a dildo the size of a rocket ship. And I go, who's that for? I mean, why? It would say San Francisco, men in San Francisco. I mean, he had a thing. I'm telling oh, you, man. you name, you name. He told me the average woman has three. Dildos. Dildos. Boy, was, I'm missing out. I, I missed all this in my I life. I mean, he was telling me, he was showing you stuff where they have suction cups that go onto a refrigerator door. I mean, it was it was so unbelievable. And I'm looking around this factory. I mean, have you ever seen a factory with 1,300 workers? Just, no, it's got to be a million square feet. I uh, mean, 1,300 square, 1,300. The, 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 they were stacking them up in warehouses. They were shipping out. I think they were shipping out like something like uh uh hundred million pounds of dildos like like a, a week. Well, I remember being younger, there were all these sex toy stores. I don't, the only one I know of is right here on Federal Highway next to, you know, that car because, dealership. Because let me ask you, <laughs> why why would you go into a store today? Do you remember the movies that had the little tri a triple X uh, thing? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. why you don't see them today? Because people can watch it at home. Right. So why would you, all you need is Amazon. Go to Amazon. You want to- sell it on Amazon. Oh, come on. Why would you go into a store? I just want to look at it, read the package. I mean, yeah. go in there with you're your not, girlfriend. Not, look at this. Which maybe, color do you like? That thing, but you're not going into uh, into a store today. There used to be a store like Hustler down in Fort Lauderdale. That, right. You know, you leave it, you go in there and you see the lights. I remember on. that place. Yeah. It was on Sample Road or something. 3 o'clock in the morning. I remember leaving right. some clubs and I look in there and they're doing business. I pulled in there just to see what was going right, on. Right, right, right. Was, it was crazy. But yeah, I mean. This I closed, is, we closed the place. <laughs> you closed. But this is just an unbelievable. These statistics are unbelievable. And, you know, 2,000 people across America, I think they're kind of you know, hitting the mark with it. Anyway, what do you got, Gavi? You got anything good there on your sheet? I mean, no, we're tearing know, through our, I our was time. Just, I was just, you know, thinking, you know, about the, uh, our Southern border. The more we talk, the more we wait, the, the floods coming, uh, New York's complaining. I mean, when does it stop? Like, well, they're selling the wall now. Do you see? They're explain, selling. Explain that. To they're me. selling the at, at, the wall at twenty is, cents on the dollar. Right. The wall is laying on the ground they that we own. That we own. That we didn't erect. It's the parts of the wall, and all they need to do, they could even get the illegal immigrants if they they want to employ them. Tell them that you know, give them a quick course. This is how you build the wall. Have supervision and let them put the material that's laying there. Let them put it up. Well, how about how about Joe Biden? Won Wants, the administration wants them to remain in Texas. So Texas should now hold all these illegals. And Governor Abbott said, I'll just send more buses. And I think the greatest thing, I think, I think Abbott right now 
should be sending a thousand buses to New York right now. I would overflood New York until they can't take it anymore. Until it's almost at a point where it's that that someone has You're a problem to, solver. I would just send a th- <laughs> I would send a thousand buses. And then I'd send a thousand buses to Philadelphia, a thousand to Chicago. I would make it where they have to like it has to be cheaper for they, them. I would a make bus them have to say, um, What's a bus cost versus housing these people in Texas? Well, you would get sponsors. Tell people, tell all the people of Texas, I'm going to raise some sponsorship. You know, put it on the bus, put an ad up there. Now, do you think he gets reelected? Put Bud Abbott? Light. Put yeah, a Bud put Light Bud banner Light. on right. the thing and send him up there. Do you think he gets reelected, Abbott? Uh, Yes, he, he won. He just recently won. I don't think he... Uh, right. Yeah, is. I mean, but it's not... How many... Th- is he... What is it? A six-year term for governor, I guess? Four-year term. Four-year? All right, so maybe... Listen, he's doing what he can right now to try to to do it. So, uh, I mean, look, he's... They're trying to take away his buoys that were working a little bit. I mean, they want this guy to have two hands behind his back and just take it. And he's going to make New York say, uncle. Until well, they I found, think they're there. Until, like, when Adam says, uh, we're going to lose New York, let him lose it. Adams, when I watched him speak the other day, he was, like, almost physically crying because, like, his entire term is destroyed. And Bloomberg came to his defense. Everybody When will. Bloomberg says to Biden, hey, you got to help out here. I mean, Bloomberg's even... Uh, well, it's just overwhelming, and they're taking over these four-star hotels. The cost of New York City is just choking uh, I, it. I have a, I have a, a quick subject. You know, we're talking about all the different things. How do you feel about the governor of New Mexico that basically says, I don't give a shit about the Second Amendment, and there's no—I mean, like— Well, she doesn't live in Longwood Gardens <laughs> or, Scranton or, or, you know, Longwood Gardens or Chester County, Pennsylvania, where there's a criminal on the— uh, But could you imagine—like, could you imagine—and by the way, all the crime is because they didn't prosecute the people that are committing the crimes, and all the law— Abiding citizens, they want to take their guns away so only the criminals can have it. Could you imagine in Pennsylvania if these people didn't have guns in your house right now and they say hunker down? Well, I, I imagine there's a, you know, out where we're. There's lawsuits already. Yeah, but where we are out in Chester County, Philadelphia. I mean, you know, it's not Hickville, but I mean... It's gun country. It's gun country, <laughs> and trust me. You know, these people out there have four, five, six guns, and they're just sitting there one with... Guy one guy shot at him seven yeah. times, missed. He's yeah. a... Cra- but they have these guns under their pillows saying, come on, motherfucker, you come in my house, I'm taking you out. I and the first shot's were, right in the balls, yeah, baby. Yeah, I think some <laughs> of these young kids were sitting out that night when they're having a friend sleep over, and say, come on, we're going to be on yeah, the lookout. Yeah, we're looking for you, baby. Yeah, you know, that was I, our game. We used to play like... Like, you know, play in the woods. They were like going after him. In my, so I don't sleep at night. So in my house at home, I have cameras. And, you know, at night, you know, when I'm rolling over, I grab my phone and I look at my cameras wondering if the guy's rolling around <laughs> in my garage or my house so somewhere. Can you imagine a governor telling you you can't have a gun for 30 days? Well, how's that? That's not defensible. I mean, he can't. It's a second Amendment. Even her, even the far left of left is telling her you can't do that. I mean, it's impeachable. You got to just like she should be disqualified right from that. So where are we going with all this? I mean, it's just such a mess. Well, they I mean, want to do it with COVID. They want to take over. They want to. Are you going to get the next shot? Are you kidding me? No way. It's going to be like the flu. You I remember you were bald before you got your vaccine, and now you have a full head of hair. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I think I lost some hair because of this. Uh, I took the first Do you vac- feel like you have any side effects from the vaccine? 
No, but I, I talked about I didn't take any boosters. Oh, by the way, Gavi's looking great on the, he's on the Azempic or the Manjaro, and he's down, what, 20 pounds 16, about? 16. 16 pounds. He's looking just amazing. Just doing a little at a time. No, it's it's going great. It's going but great. It's, uh, but I just think that, um, you know, I will not take the booster anymore. I'm done. I'm How done. Many, I'm not taking any. I'm not this wearing is a mask. Six. I'm not wearing a mask. When I see someone down here in their car wearing a mask. By themselves. Wearing a mask. I look over at them in their car <laughs> by themselves wearing a mask, and I'm going, the fuck is this person thinking about? Where are they? What station do you think they're listening to? I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, like, where do they, how do you live your life like that? It's crazy. And, you know, they, I still don't know because I read all this stuff. Does the mask work or it doesn't work? Are you supposed to wear one? Or you're not supposed to wear one. When you're on a plane, you see people. Let me ask you a question. How would you do, how would you react to this? I'm in my building and I'm coming up from the garage and I stop, it stops in the lobby. Someone wants to get in. And it's this uh, woman gets in the elevator. She's wearing a mask. And she says, I don't ride in the elevator anybody that's not wearing a mask. Well, get out. Right. And, I was in and, here before you. And, she, you know, like being, a, like being a guy, you're thinking like manners. like what? But like I'm in the elevator first. She's telling me she doesn't ride with an unmasked person. And I'm thinking like, you know, then get, get out. out. I would say, or she has a choice not to get in. I just said, um, you're not wearing I a just mask. Said, don't get in the elevator. I basically, I, uh, I gave, I guess, a white lie. I said, listen, I don't have a mask, but I'm not getting out because I have somewhere I have to go. But I wasn't going to get, I didn't get out. Boy, any one of our 94,000 listeners, I have about 2,000 uh, bottles of sanitary lotion at my house <laughs> <laughs> that I'm trying to get rid of. I bought so much of it. Anyway, Gabby, we're running. We're up against the clock. Let me just run through this one more time. Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Apple. It's the Cuddy and Gabby show. One word, Cuddy and Gabby. Well, Gabby, next week. We'll talk, well, you know, it's like. There'll be a lot going on in one week. There'll it's be a, crazy. We say, what are we going to talk about next week? And then, you know, by Sunday, Monday, you're already like, there's so much stuff. I mean, to just go over. think about this. A week ago, Aaron Rodgers was going to take them to the Super Bowl. Right. And now Aaron Rodgers is going to have his model girlfriend try to take care of him. Right. Well, he's going to go to one of these sex toy stores <laughs> now. That he's, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great week. We see love ya. you all. Thank you. See ya.